Welcome to Build Relationships, Break Poverty, a podcast hosted by Children's Hope Chest. This podcast challenges the Western perception of international poverty by elevating the voices of local leaders each month. It's our desire to share stories from people around the globe who work tirelessly to see vulnerable communities transformed. We believe that building two-way relationships will break the cycle of poverty. My name is Will Crooks. As part of the advancement team for over 10 years, I have the privilege to find and build relationships with churches and businesses. Today, we are excited to have John Sparks here to tell us more about his experience as a Hope Chest partner. Welcome, John, or as I like to say, Juan Chispas. Welcome to the show today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, We're very, very excited. Now, uh, a little bit of a tell here. John and I have been uh, friends for two decades now, and so uh, we we go a long way back, and it's, uh, you know, it's an extra privilege, you know, to be able to hang with you today. Likewise, man. Let's get started with you, John. Uh, Tell us a little bit about yourself and and, and your relationship with Hope Chest. It's almost spanned a decade. Yeah, it has. so uh, through my relationship with you, I came to learn about uh, Children's Hope Chest. Uh, I've been a pastor in the local church uh, for over 35 years. And uh, when I was at uh, Haven Reform Church in Kalamazoo, uh, you approached me with this uh, newfangled idea called Children's Hope Chest, as far as we were concerned. And as you know, you pursued us for about five years before we said, uh, yeah, I think we might be interested. And uh, we went on a vision trip to Uganda and ended up uh, uh, partnering with a care point in uh, Katuba. And I worked there at the church um, on staff, uh, helping with that uh, partnership for, well, I think that was close to five years um, there as well. And then after uh, that, I took a little break and ended up in another church, uh, Centerpoint Church across town. And they were just starting a relationship with Children's Hope Chest, and they were uh, working in Guatemala. And so I had the privilege of not only coming on staff there, but also continuing with my Children's Hope Chest uh, relationship with a a care point in Central de Alcance. And uh, that work has been going on for about uh, five years as, as well. And there's a unique thing with Central Conce. It's not just one church. There's there's a group of churches. Tell me about that. Yeah, so there's uh, four other churches uh, that belong to a group called Christ Followers for Change. And they have been trying to take on a number of ministry and, and mission opportunities. And part of what they like to do is not only local efforts, but also overseas and so they came together as four churches to say, what can we do? And of course, had conversations with Children's Hope Chest and, and knew about that and ended up uh, coming together to partner uh, with the care point there in Guatemala. And uh, it's been, you're absolutely right. It's been unique um, to work with four churches in one care point um, has, was first challenging because that's not the usual model um, that Hope Chest has. Uh, but it has just been phenomenal. I mean, that's been one of my favorite things about, if you will, this second time around with with Hope Chest at a different church, is watching these four churches come together and operate uh, as one church, if you will, with with a care point. And that's just been a whole lot of fun. 
Yeah, it's it's tough enough to just get church leaders in a room to to pray together, much less uh, do ministry together in a different country. Yeah, and and I tell you, the trips that we've taken with those four churches, uh, the distinctiveness between you know those four churches dissolves within hours of arriving in country, and uh, uh, yeah, it's just it's really a unique opportunity to see the church come together and to work together. Yeah, so being a part of Guatemala and Uganda, you know the next question is 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 coming your way is what's your favorite? <laughs> oh boy. Well, you know they're they're different. Um and I both have a big heart for both places and if you were to tell me today, Will, that you had a ticket for me to go to either one, I'd jump instantaneously to go. Uh, we're always looking uh, for more to go. So let's, uh, let's, let's keep that in our hip pocket. It's kind of like uh, asking, you know, who your favorite child is, you know, is it Josh, it is it like. Tim or, a- or April, you know? Yep. That's exactly what it felt like. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. In our case, in our family, it is April. Just saying. Right. <laughs> Very good. That, that, that's my choice too. That's my choice too, for sure. Um, yeah. So when you were at Haven and, and, partnering there. Let's talk about that because you were instrumental in bringing that uh, Ketuba in, in Uganda. Why do you think that, uh, that you chose to partner with Hope Chest? What, what was it about Hope Chest that you said, this model works for us? Well, I think uh, what was unique about it and, and continues to be unique is just the relational aspect of it. It, it truly is a partnership. Um, it's this opportunity not just to give money, if you will, to a good cause and, and to hope for a good impact. It's actually rolling up your sleeve and working with others, both here in the States as well as at the care point, to really think through um, what is that, what is it that we can do that makes a generational change? Uh, not only for the children that are involved, their families, the community the region, the country, um, the hemisphere. I mean, it has that kind of ability through relationships. And so that's what drew me to it is that not only could we invite people to give money towards a good cause, but they could actually do much more than that by being involved and getting their their hands, if you will, dirty um, by building relationships with those that they were seeking to support and encourage and to pray for. And that's what really drew me into this, that it was going to be extremely relational. It was going to be a two-way street. Mm-hmm. Uh, the partnership is, is equal. Um, yeah, those are some of the things that come to the mind. Yeah, that's great. And so with those two care points, Ketuba in Uganda and Central El Conce in Guatemala, uh, if you were to think of maybe one or two things that kind of stick out about the care point uh, specifically, uh, what would you say? You know, in both cases, the, the care point staff are amazing. Um, they are people of deep, deep faith. Um, there's and courage. Um, They are in with what they are doing 100% and then some. Um, They wake up every day thinking about uh, the kids and the care point and what they can do uh, with the partnership to continue to enable those kids to 
not only survive, but thrive and succeed. Um, it's very inspiring when you go to the care point and see the staff that are um, I'm working there. And in particular, also the, the care point directors, just some of the, the best people that I've had the privilege of meeting. Mm-hmm. And you've been involved for years now at both. What kind of transformation have you seen, you know, at the care points? Uh, a lot of times we'll get reports from the care points. Uh, anyone who's a Hope Chest friend or a sponsor uh, at, at a care point will get those reports. But even beyond that, maybe some things that you've seen uh, at one or both of the care points. I, th- I think I remember um, some of the physical transformation. Uh, because um, when we went on the vision trip with you to Uganda, we visited Katuba, which was a, a location with no care point at that point in time. And so I remember what the kids looked like then when we first saw them on the vision trip versus when we went back a couple of years later and uh, visited them as a team from our church. Um, they were just so much more healthier, uh, energetic, um, yeah, there was just a real obvious physical transformation in terms of, of the meals that they were now receiving um, daily. And, um, and then just with that, just their enthusiasm, their, their energy. Um, that's what comes to mind when I think about um, Uganda. For Central Day Alcance, um, the, the, the transformation of the setting that they've created for the kids has been remarkable. The, the time we first visited um, as a church, uh, they were meeting in this small, crowded, um, limited space care point that was a little overwhelming on our first visit because it just wasn't meeting the need of, of what, um, what was needed at that case. And then they were able to find another rental property that was four or five times bigger than the one that they had had. And the, the opportunity that, that that gave them to do more and better work with the students was just remarkable. Um, and, and again, what they were able to do with what they um, had um, in and through the partnership was, it was really transformative. And it just made a difference in terms of, of the children, what they were able to experience and receive and, and do in that new location. Mm-hmm. You had mentioned this earlier, this idea of uh, reciprocity in relationship, that it's two-way in believing that both communities are transformed uh, through relationship and that being you know, part of the model for sure. Uh, and a little inside uh, note, uh, I also worked at Haven. And so uh, I have a number of relationships with people who have who have been on trips and whose lives have have truly been transformed. What maybe story comes to mind when you think of some friends of yours at Haven or at Center Point uh, or at Grace Spring uh, or or Agape? You know some of the other churches that uh, that where where life change has happened. Uh, anything that stands out to you? Yeah, I think on our side of the equation, uh, one of the things that I think has been extremely helpful and has paid dividends, if you will, beyond just the relationship with the care point is this whole understanding of what does it mean to actually truly help uh, someone? And um, I've just noticed from my years of experience in the local church, as well as just my own 
um, self that it's easy to think that, well, we're just going to go over there and we're going to tell them what to do and how to do it. And we're going to write the check and that's going to make everything better. And um, what you begin to learn pretty quickly is some of those good intentions actually hurt and harm. Um, and so this idea of, of um, being the listener, uh, stepping into these, sense, these situations gently, um, thinking and praying and discerning um, what truly is helpful, what's truly needed, what's our part on this side of the partnership, what's, what's the part of those at the care point. Um, I think I've seen it just be hugely, again, transforming in individuals as we really think about what does it mean to, to help? What does it mean to be a partner? And that has not only changed how we function with the care point, but I've seen it change in the church leadership with how we care for those around our church community and what we do and don't do and how we discern where we help and, and in what ways. So that's one of the things that comes to mind with regard to that question. Yeah, uh, I, I would maybe lean towards uh, one person that you and I both traveled with to Uganda uh, being uh, bit by some some type of fish or, or or reptile in the Nile River, and so you know she was transformed by probably never swimming in the Nile River again. Yeah, I think that's actually Children's Hope Chest policy now. <laughs> <laughs> nobody, nobody goes swimming there anymore. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, I think the other thing too, Will, that comes to mind, thinking of the individual that you're. Uh, um, thinking of as well is, um, you know, your heart and your love actually uh, grows for these people who um, are in proximity to you and are, you know, thousands of miles away from you, but you genuinely begin to care. And once that grabs a hold of you, that is transformative. Um, you really are invested and uh, what's happening in their lives. What is it that they need? How can you pray for them? Um, yeah, there's, there's a genuine love that grows um, for those kids and the staff at the care point. Yeah. And you've been, you know, a part of, you know, Hope Chest for years as an advocate, as a, a HPL. And, um, you know, you've, you've, you've sat across the, the table of many, many people and just kind of sharing the vision and advocating for the good work that's done in, in all of our countries. Uh, why did you decide to say, you know what, this, this is an important priority uh, in my life? I guess it's because all of us, and certainly for me, we want to be involved in things that make a difference. And uh, Hope Chest's desire is to uh, kind of be a, a, a broker for that to happen, you know, to bring partnerships together uh, with this focus of we're not just going to give handouts, but we're going to give a hand up. Um, and to be able to um, actually be a part of something that can change the trajectory of a child's life. And and not only the trajectory of, as I said before, that child, but their family, uh, their community. Um, yeah, so that um, the, the current things that uh, they're weighed under by um, can over time um, 
go away, um, can be different. And so when you think about being a part of something like that, um, yeah, that, that gets me going. And I, I want to see, um, I want to see more of that happen. And I think churches do too, uh, as well as other organizations, they want to be a part of something that's going to make a difference. Um, they don't want to get on a merry-go-round where all you do is go around and around and around and don't really get anywhere. And uh, the Hope Chest model um, is one of the best models that I've seen to actually help uh, kids and their families and their community get to someplace different and better. Yeah, we're going to have to go deep now in into your memory, John, because it's been it's been a minute since we've been able to to travel because of COVID. Uh, but I know teams are now traveling. Uh, into each one of our countries, and it's very exciting to get back. And there, there was quite a, a push uh, t- to get back to to want to go and visit friends, uh, you know, uh, in, in, at at care points. Uh, whether it's Uganda or Guatemala, do you have a favorite travel story that you'd like to share with our audience today? Yeah, let me think on that one because there are, there seem to be uh, a lot of them. Um, I think one of the things that I'll remember about each care point, and it continues, to, I'm sure, to be true for future trips, is that when you say goodbye on your last day to the kids at the care point, um, that is, it feels like your heart is being pulled out of your chest at that moment to say goodbye and to part ways. Uh, the kids at the care point experience that, uh, the trip teams experience that. And, and to me, that just goes at the depth of connection that there is. And, and I would just circle back to Will and say that, you know, that's part of the uniqueness of this as well as, and, and what attracted me um, to it originally was that the opportunity to be able to visit the kids that you're supported, you're supporting. And of course, not everyone in the church or organization can do that, but it's still powerful for people, say, at Haven or Centerpoint who cannot travel or choose not to travel, but they know me and they know that I've gone. And and that's an extension of the relationship um, as they hear my stories when I come back. So um, um, I I just remember, frankly, you know, being in tears um, at some of those goodbyes. And as you know, I'm not the most touchy-feely kind of guy, but it just, to me, it just goes to uh, the testimony of the actual relationships that are built uh, over time in and through these visits. And maybe an important question for that is, let's personalize it. How has your life been transformed because of the partnership? Well, I certainly have a lot more um, interest in what's going on in Uganda and uh, Guatemala. Um, My prayers are more fervent and uh, specific and I think substantial as well, because I'm praying for people that I love. Um, I'm praying with a vision in mind of what's possible. Um, so yeah, my, I guess I would say my prayer life feels more robust um, um, for these countries and for the care point and staff and for the kids. And it just feels real. Um, you know, I'm not going through the motions. I'm not just doing it because I should. I'm doing it because I want to. That's great. That's great. A call out to 
maybe other churches, uh, other um, people in, in leadership uh, that might be going to a different church than when the one that where they're sponsoring a child, what would you say to them on why it, it's important for churches to be connected with organizations like Hope Chest? Well, again, I, I think it's one of the best bangs for the buck to say it somewhat um, crudely. Um, again, I think it's in people's hearts to want to make a difference. And there are good ways to make a difference and not so good ways. And I think Hope Chess, um, the model that Hope Chess provides enables people to be involved at a variety of different levels. You don't all have to be involved in the same way um, to the same degree. And so whether it's you support uh, the development projects that are part of the care point, whether you're praying regularly for the care point, uh, whether you take a trip uh, down to the care point or you're supporting those who go to the care point and, and, and a number of different um, opportunities as well. I just think it gives everyone the opportunity to grab on the rope and pull together, um, if that makes sense. It's outstanding. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, John, for being with us today. And thank you for listening to this episode of Children's Hope Chests, Build Relationships, Break Poverty. You can follow Hope Chest on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and review our podcasts.